Hey, Flow Fanatics. On this episode of the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast, we talk with Travis Bays about reaching the flow state through surfing, body surfing, and yoga, and becoming an ocean guardian in the process. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast. It's my privilege to be your peak performance and flow coach with this episode. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity, intuition, and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life. Now let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. Travis Bays is the co-founder of the award-winning B Corps certified Bodhi Surf and Yoga Camp located in Bahia Balena, Osa, Costa Rica. An avid surfer and ocean steward, Travis uses his passion for surfing to inspire, educate, and empower his students to be ocean guardians. He arrived to Costa Rica in 2005 as a Peace Corps Community Economic Development Volunteer and continues to apply 10-plus years of experience developing creative grassroots community development programs. He holds degrees in economics and cultural anthropology from the University of San Diego and currently works as a part-time regional coordinator for the Stanford Woods University. Institute for the Environment, OSA, and Golfito Initiative, Inogo, while also co-founding and co-directing the community-based Somos Foundation. He is a proud husband of Pilar, co-founder and yogi at Bodhi Surf and Yoga, and father of two lovely girls, Maya Paz and Clea James. Welcome to the show, Travis. What's your superpower? My superpower, I would say, is connecting people and connecting ideas. I have this ability to see how one person can deliver a service or uh, solve a problem that we're having and connect the two and facilitate that process. Mm. Connecting and facilitating. That's great. Uh, how, how do you think you use that in your, in your, in your life or in your business? Well, so many of the partnerships that we have, you know, we're B Corps certified. We're the first surf and yoga camp in the world to be B Corps certified. Um, I, I saw that as a potential added value to make the business a little bit more streamlined and to really continue to serve uh, its commitment to being a responsible business and was able to align partners and to make that happen. Same thing with our alliance with 1% for the planet and the Transformational Travel Council. So I see these opportunities and start connecting people, whether it's myself or others. Um, Also in our community, our local town for years, there's been talk about the need to develop an umbrella organization, a foundation that could serve, you know, the 15 to 20 nonprofits we have working in our area, provide them with the resources that need, they need, provide them with trainings that they need so that they could excel at their work. And we were able to create that. So there are many examples of, of dots being connected. Um, connecting friends with others and watching them blossom. Yeah, connecting I, guests, connecting guests too. Uh, once um, they return back home with other guests who have had the Bodhi surf and yoga experience, and watching friendships uh, develop and uh, hearing stories about them surfing together and you know doing community service together—really, really fun stuff. 
Yeah, I was wondering with, with your business and it, how it, it's sort of set up in the travel realm. But I'm wondering, is it, you know, is it more for guests traveling there or if there is, a, you know, community element to it? Well, so the experience is not all inclusive. So our market really is people from the United States, Canada, Europe. And the idea is that we use surfing, yoga, nature immersion, and community engagement to facilitate an experience that allows them to start thinking about their relationship with the ocean, their relationship with themselves, and how their lifestyles and actions might negatively be impacting this beautiful place that they tell us that they love to visit and enjoy. And so for us, that's kind of uh, the crux of, of Bodhi, you know, Bodhi being a Sanskrit word coming from India, enlightenment, awakening, consciousness, when loosely translated to English, is like finding this moment where people are like, wow, my attitudes, my lifestyles, my actions back home really don't reflect maybe the lifestyle that I truly want to live or the experience that I'm having down here. And how can I continue to say that I love nature? I love the experience that Bodhi is providing, but my actions, attitudes, and lifestyles back home are contradictory to that, you know? Right. And so there's this moment where people are like, whoa, what's going on? Do you have any examples of, of you know, some, this seems like a, yeah, like a transformative experience uh, some of these travelers may have. Yeah, so we don't, like to go outright and say we're a transformational company or we're delivering a transformational service because I don't believe that I can transform anyone. I can provide an opportunity for someone to transform themselves. Um, and so we have definitely received emails, anecdotal evidence that states that people have made decisions, whether it's to get off of single-use plastics once they get home some people have gone as far as quitting their corporate job and changing paths. Uh, we do have some research that is published in academic journals that speak to behavior change with respect towards the environment post-visit. We have a program that we call the Ocean Guardian Pledge, and we have over 500, 600 people that have signed the pledge. It's a digital pledge. And we have people from all over the world that have visited us that have actually signed a physical pledge and we have pictures of them and it's geo referenced to where they live. We do have some blogs um, up that speak to deeper transformational stories that guests have shared with us. Um, and those can all be found online. That's great. So I guess taking a step back, um, when do you find yourself in flow state? Yeah. Yeah. To be completely honest, and this is quite funny. Um, you know, my wife is the yoga professor here at Bodhi and I'm the lead surf instructor. And I always tell my students that unfortunately I can't find flow state on the yoga platform. <laughs> uh, and I always make a joke of it, you know, and I'm like, don't tell my wife that she already knows that of course. Um, but I find flow state when I'm out surfing. Oh. And, and I think there's a, a few reasons why, um, Mainly, though, I think that it puts me into flow state because there is an immediate threat, so to speak, that if I'm not in the present moment, I am going to get smashed. Right. Uh, whereas when I'm on the platform doing yoga, for example, I don't necessarily feel this immediate threat that 
demands that I focus my attention or that I just let everything else go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my wife can find the flow state and she mm-hmm. finds it in yoga. And I suspect that she finds it through really focusing in on her breath, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's surfing. I also find it sometimes um, when I'm connecting, like I talked about my superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see things, it just starts to magically happen. I start putting people together. I start writing emails. I start making calls. And then next thing you know, boom, 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 the dominoes are falling and everything's just working. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's really intuitive because, you know, risk and consequences are there. I mean, that's a, that's a heavy, that's a deep flow trigger that I totally understand you. I, you know, I, I'm, don't tell your wife, I'm on, I'm on the same page. Like yoga just hasn't got me there. <laughs> um, great meditation and, and stretching and all of that, but it just, it hasn't pushed me to that. Um, I don't know that, that extreme, that sort of, um, I personally need, but sort of the after effect of that and sort of some of the after effects of flow can linger for, you know, a few days. And that may be sort of what, you know, because you were driven into such a deep state, all of the incubation and all of that kind of stuff going on in your mind allows you to connect the different conversations and see how different people and different organizations, you know, sort of link up together. Like you were saying, that's, that's, that's a great point. And you know what, to be completely honest, I never looked at it that way. I never thought that maybe I should, maybe I should start kind of analyzing my flow state a little bit deeper and look at when I am most effective with that connecting. And if it is indeed correlated to the amount of time I've spent, surfing or the quality of the surf session in that. Right. Um, that's a great, a great point, you know, and I definitely do feel that like right now, for example, that we're back and operating, um, and I'm teaching and I'm out in the water every day now that I'm definitely in a more of a flow state than I was, you know, when the pandemic hit and we had to close down. Um, and, and so there's definitely a, a connection there that I just need to study a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely affecting, you know, like your creativity and like intuition and that kind of stuff gets heightened as well. And it For sure. That, you know, that deep, you know, primary flow there. Yeah. And, you know, now that I've been getting into this flow state mind and, and you know, reading some of uh, Stephen's books and, you know, reading some other blogs too, I realized that when I was younger, uh, in high school, I was a high performing athlete. I was a pitcher. I'm left-handed mm-hmm. and a, I went to college to play ball. I ended up quitting, but I was in flow state many times or what athletes call in the zone, you know, many times, right. While I was up on the mound or even at the plate to, 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 you know, to hit the baseball, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it. And it's a shame that these things aren't taught to us earlier on so that we can actually understand them and hone in on them and utilize them more frequently, right. In our life. Yeah. And so at what point did, uh, surfing become a part of your life? Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, the story that I typically tell people is that, you know, I'm born and raised in San Diego, California. And so I was frolicking and playing in the ocean since the age of six. Oh, wow. And my relationship with the ocean uh, was really from six to 12, it was play. And then at 12, I started to learn how to surf. And my relationship with the ocean from age 12 to 16 was about the thrill. 
mm-hmm. of this riding the wave. And then in high school, it was kind of an escape. So, you know, being that I was a high performing athlete and sent on a path to go to college to play ball or even potentially the major leagues, I was really focused on that. And then when I didn't want to focus on that or things were hectic, I would escape that world and head to the ocean. And then in college, when I quit baseball, I started competing with surfing and became ego. (laughs) And I wanted to be that San Diego surfer dude that, you know, was sponsored and winning contests. And it really wasn't until Costa Rica at the age of 25 that surfing and my relationship with the ocean became more uh, spiritual, more of medicine. Mm. And to this day, it's it's more of a a medicine for me than anything else. Yeah, it, it seems like your relationship with, you know, the ocean and nature. Um, and I loved how you mentioned earlier, nature immersion. I mean, that has had a, you know, a profound effect on like your life trajectory. And that's something that it sounds like you, you know, at your, at your, what should we call it? Is it, because I know you see it, you call it a camp, but your business. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That's an underlying theme that uh, you guys have. Yeah, definitely. You know, we are at the footsteps to a marine national park. It's Costa Rica's first marine national park. And some say it's the first in all of Central America. And it was created to protect the coral reefs and the humpback whales that come to visit it. So it's a sacred space. And when we teach people surf lessons inside there, it's just a really radical classroom, you know. And so... We get a lot of people and more so now, right? With the pandemic, people that have been locked indoors, you know, and even pre pandemic, a lot of people are people that don't spend much time in nature. Um, and so when they come here, it's just this automatic stress release, you know, and, and, you know, we don't do forest bathing or anything like that. And uh, we don't preach. Um, we let the ocean teach because the ocean does it naturally. Um, We facilitate the process and there are touch points where we'll, you know, throw out an interesting fact that might make you think a little bit deeper about how important the ocean is in our lives and stuff like that. But we're definitely not barking at people or preaching or telling you you're living your life, you know, in a way that's terrible or bad, you know, we're just slowly but surely providing opportunities to educate and empower and inspire. I just wanted to take a second to mention to you that if you're finding the show interesting and inspiring, please make sure to head over to the website highflowlifestyle.com where you can get free access to my weekly flow hacks for optimal human performance and happiness. Get high flow lifestyle boosts weekly in your inbox and get new strategies on how to access flow, be more creative and productive, reach your peak performance, and most of all, live a happier and healthy life. Now back to the show. For many of the people who come and visit you, what what type of background do they have? Are they near oceans or are they, you know, most of them complete beginners with either yoga? Yeah, most most people are complete beginners. We do have a lot of repeat business. I would say uh, pre-pandemic, it was about 40% repeat business. Um because you get to a point where you learn so much and then you get comfortable with the instruction, you get comfortable with the place. And it's like, all right, I want to continue my learn to surf journey. I'm going to go back to the people that know me and understand me to get me to the next level. 
But yeah, we get people all from all over the United States, a lot of people from the East Coast, a lot of people from the West Coast, uh, a handful from, you know, mid central uh, of the United States, and then a lot of people from BC and also Toronto, a few people, and, and then a handful of Europe. But most of the people that come down here also have um, a passion for the environment. Mm. Um, they, they, you know, agree, so to speak, or, or feel in agreement with our, our, you know, business philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, and want to be a part of some that's creating positive change. Yeah. You know, tourism is very delicate. You know, you can really ruin and damage communities if you're not doing it carefully. Right. Yeah. I, I commend you. I think it, it's, it's beautiful when you can combine natural interests and passions, especially with a good social aspect to it with business. Um, it, sometimes it can be, you know, a difficult thing to balance, I'm sure. But for you, what's one of the biggest flow blockers? Oh, and, and, and this is with all the love in the world that I have for my daughters, but sometimes they're flow blockers <laughs> and sometimes they're flow enhancers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in what sense? Well, we live in a very small house and we own and operate our business and there's very few opportunities for me to close myself off into a room and to do what I'm doing right now. Actually, my daughters are gone right now. Okay. Uh, They want to be involved in everything that we do, which is awesome. And I love that. But at the same time, it definitely, um, prohibits my amount of flow and creativity that deeper work that needs to get done uh, can't, you know, sometimes. And then sometimes when I'm with them, they bring me into the flow state because they are in the flow state as children, right? They're always in that present moment. And so when I look at them and observe them, or if I'm really truly playing with them, but like being there, not checking my phone, which I have to do oftentimes, uh, but just being there, they bring me to, to the flow state and start getting me a little bit more creative and actually sometimes have, you know, helped me think about ways I can improve the the business. Yeah. No, I think that's great. There's, I mean, there's, there's no one way and there's, you know, there's polar opposites for everything, but I think the need for solitude sometimes, as well as the benefit of group flow, you know, it's, it's, it's all about timing and sometimes they can crash into each other, but yeah, we can, it's, uh, there's, they're both definitely strong flow triggers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing for me, that's a flow blocker is like tasks. I, I'm not good at, you know, checking little tasks off or running errands, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is just not, it's not, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I don't feel productive. Uh, I rather have other people do that stuff for me um, and it blocks the flow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Play to your strengths. That's important. I think what's one of your recent creative pursuits. Let's think about that for a second. If it's related to the business, I would have to say I haven't had too many recent creative pursuits with the business aside from, you know, trying our best to take our mission online right? And really providing our network a ton of value through the creation of, for example, a recipe book that Mm -hmm. guests had asked us for. 
a playlist to bring back the memories of Bodhi. Mm-hmm. Um, we did go through and create a ton of yoga courses with my wife. Um, you know, really that would probably be the biggest, you know, creative pursuit recently was really how to stay afloat Mm -hmm. through the pandemic. Um, we didn't have to let any of our employees go and it was because our network supported us. And I think our network supported us because we created a lot of value for them and we have created value for them over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, another creative pursuit that I've been working on is the community foundation called the Somos Foundation. And that's that umbrella organization that I had referenced earlier on that supports over 15 different nonprofit organizations in our area. So it serves as a, a real big catalyst for change in our town. That's great. Yeah, I think um, that's where those connections start to happen, right? Right, right. I think, you know, it's it's a time when, you know, everyone has had to pivot in one way or the other to out of mere survival, but also it's forced us to look at things in a in a different way and and you found a way that, you know, even online, even though it's such a experiential um, product that you're selling, it's you're finding ways to kind of uh, keep the community going virtually. Yeah, most definitely. So going forward, are you uh, planning on continuing those and hopefully things opening up little by little? Yeah, yeah. So we have guests. We've been having guests come down. Uh, for example, we're sold out December 26th to January 2nd. And what we did do recently is we launched what is called the pod offer. And the pod offer is you get your group of four or more, your social bubble. And if you book during a week in 2021 where we don't have anyone currently, we will close off the lodge to your group at no additional cost to you. So it's a safer way to travel. It's an opportunity for people to get out of their um, confines, right? And, 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 and leave this COVID behind, so to speak, mm-hmm. and come down and enjoy in a, in a safer uh, way, right? All the benefits that, that our services provide. And yes, in addition to being open, uh, you know, and operating our business, we are looking at ways to keep our online presence going. Um, because we do focus on the client journey heavily pre-trip and post-visit, right? Mm-hmm. So that we're preparing people to be sustainable and more responsible travelers, travelers before they even get here. Then through the experience, they understand why they might need to be more responsible citizens. And then post-visit, we want to continue to provide them with resources that empower them to continue that journey. You know, a lot of times our guests go back home and they're like, we can't find another Pilar. That's my wife. You know, we can't find her yoga philosophy in the yoga studios in New York or in San Diego. How can we tap in? So we're developing those resources for them so they can have her from afar. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. how, how long is a, a typical stay? So we offer a week long program. Okay. So it, it runs Saturday to Saturday. We also have a two-week program that incorporates body surfing, which is a very innovative and intimate way to engage with the ocean because you're not using a man-made board and you're submerged in the water uh, practically 100% of the time. Whereas when you surf, you're 50% out of the water and 50% in. 
when you're sitting on your board or you're paddling. And then when you're surfing, you're not even in the water. You're just using the water or the wave as a medium. But when you're body surfing, you're fully immersed in the wave. It's a completely different experience. And uh, we developed the two retreat that incorporates body surfing the first week. And then our, you know, pinnacle retreat, which is the combo of surfing and yoga the second week. Wow, that's great. Yeah. 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 I encourage everybody to, to get down there and try it. I mean, you know, I look forward to it. I'd love to have a session sometime. Yeah. You guys should come down for sure. Yeah. So have you found any benefits in your personal and professional life developing, um, high flow lifestyle? Oh, for sure. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm healthy. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of work to be done. But I've definitely felt, uh, you know, the benefits of, of, of surfing and being in flow state and bringing that energy back, back home. I feel like I'm a better husband. I'm a better father to the girls. Uh, and similar to what you touched upon, I'm probably a better entrepreneur and a better connector mm-hmm. after surfing. Uh, and I just haven't examined that close enough. But yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'd say one, one big lesson uh, that, that I've been teaching over the last few years, which I actually learned from a student of mine, right. Which is so beautiful Mm. is to smile while you paddle. Now, smiling while you paddle is a metaphor. Um, paddling's the the toughest thing to do in surfing. Nobody likes paddling out. It's the most challenging part, Mm. but the idea behind smiling while you paddle is to make it enjoyable. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, through these tough times, whether it's the pandemic, or any other challenge that we're having, if we can smile um, through those challenges, we're going to feel better, be better, perform better too. So, and I think that, you know, to a certain extent, smiling does bring you into that, that flow state kind of naturally just smile right now and see what happens. Right. Right. It's (laughs) just want to start laughing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a physical thing, but yeah, you can trick your brain into being happy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a, perfect wrap up. I, I don't have anything that can top that. I mean, smile through the paddle, smile through the struggle. Um, you know, that's, that's a great concept. Yeah. Cool. So cool. if Travis, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, um, at, on social media or your website, uh, where can they go to find out more about you? Yeah, they can find us at www.bodie <laughs> B as in boy, O D H I surf yoga.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a really great YouTube channel with tons of resources and they can also just drop us an email and it doesn't have to be related to surfing. If they just want to talk about flow state or anything that they heard in this podcast, they can reach me at Travis at bodysurfyoga.com. Thank you very much for being a guest today, Travis. No, thank you for the invite. And it's a pleasure. And I hope we can do it again. Thanks for listening to another episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcasts and review and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And help us spread the importance of leading a high flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to its fullest. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the community at highflowlifestyle.com.